We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all of these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Away we go. Episode 211 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. It is a Washington football team game day. We do believe it's still a game day, right? The game's not being postponed again, is it? Who knows right now? We have COVID 19 cause postponements all over sports right now. Did you see the NHL news from late night on Monday night? The NHL is suspending its season. The NHL and the NHL Players Association at late night on Monday night announced that they had agreed to postpone five games on Thursday, which had been the day before the league's holiday break. There are just two NHL games scheduled for Tuesday, including the Capitals at the Philadelphia Flyers at seven. Those two games will be the NHL's last two games until Monday because there now are no games for Wednesday due to COVID-19-related postponements. So no NHL games Wednesday through Sunday. There already was going to be a multi-day holiday break, the multi-day holiday break now even longer because of COVID-19. We also have had the Wizards game at the Eastern Conference leading Brooklyn Nets for Tuesday night at 7.30 postponed due to a COVID-19 outbreak for the Nets. As far as we know, the Washington football team's game at the Philadelphia Eagles for Tuesday night remains on, but who will be playing quarterback for Washington remains anyone's guess. Hello and welcome to a special Washington football team pregame show installment 
of the Al Galdi podcast. It is nice to be with you on this Tuesday. In-depth preview of Washington's game at the Eagles will begin next segment as I will examine the very latest on who is in and who is out for both Washington and Philly for Tuesday night. Washington's quarterback situation remains up in the air for the moment. Garrett Gilbert is the presumed starting quarterback for Washington, but that could change during the day on Tuesday, just like it feels like everything has been changing these last few days. Uh, There was a lot of Washington news on Monday in terms of who will play on Tuesday night and who will not play, so everything that you need to know is coming up next segment. I have a special guest for you, Eagles insider Chris Franklin of NJ.com. He'll tell us what's going on with Jalen Hurts, how Washington can attack the Eagles defense and more. And I, of course, will present to you my rhyming keys for a Washington win, and I'll give you my prediction for the game. Uh, This game, which already was big, now is even bigger, uh, thanks to what happened on Monday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings won at the Chicago Bears 17-9. So the Vikings now are 7-7 just like the New Orleans Saints, but the Vikings now have the NFC's third wildcard spot because the Vikings have the tiebreaker of better record in games against NFC opponents. So the Vikings are seventh in the NFC at seven and seven. The Saints are eighth in the NFC at seven and seven. Washington is ninth in the NFC at six and seven. Philadelphia is 10th in the NFC at six and seven. Washington very much needs this win on Tuesday night. I have said that Washington finishing 9-8 and eight should get Washington into the playoffs because of Washington's very good record against NFC teams this season. Washington is 5-3 and three against NFC teams this season. Uh, your record against conference opponents is a key tiebreaker in the playoff standings. I still believe that 9-8 and eight should get Washington into the playoffs, but who knows? I mean, it may end up being that 10-7 and seven is the record that gets you the NFC's third and final wild card spot. It may be that Washington needs to win out to get the NFC's third and final wild card spot. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Tweet from D Manley on me having given a speech this past Thursday night at the rehearsal dinner for my sister's wedding in Florida. Uh, tweets D Manley. I hope in your wedding speech, you said something like, These two being in love and getting married means they're close. Uh, No D. Manley. I did not say that, but I should have said that. It means you're close. Yes, Brucifer. Hello. Too bad Brucey wasn't invited to the wedding. A tweet from Mind After Math PhD with some rhyming keys for Washington at the Eagles. Let's see how he does. I know I said to run... But Terry is due for one, so remind Slay of days past and leave him in the grass. All right, here's another one. There's been a question all season of who's WR number two, so play Sims, whatever you do. (laughs) What do we think? To me, those rhymes are terrible which makes them perfect. Remember my mantra, the worse the rhyme, the better the time. I'll give you my terrible rhymes a little bit later on in the show. Tweet from John Deasy regarding the postponement of Washington at the Eagles. Can you explain the difference in players out with injuries and games played 
and players out with COVID and games postponed. The Ravens are ravaged with injuries and COVID, yet still played as scheduled. Yeah, so injuries are not a reason to postpone an NFL game. COVID-19 can be a reason to postpone an NFL game. The answer is as simple as that. That's the way that the NFL has operated. Now, what exactly is the threshold for postponing an NFL game for COVID-19 reasons is undefined. Uh, That is true. And if you read the memo that NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell sent to all 32 of the league's teams this past July 22nd, laying out the NFL's policy regarding COVID-19 for this season, you do see a lot of like vague and abstract language. That kind of language, though, is used on purpose. The NFL correctly, I believe, wants to have flexibility with how the league deals with something as unpredictable as COVID-19. I can never remember the NFL postponing a game because a team was too injured. Heck, if NFL games could be postponed due to injury, uh, then like half of Washington's games in the 2017 season uh, would have been postponed. I got to tell you, I so hope that Washington wins this game at the Eagles on Tuesday night. I mean, I hope that Washington wins every game, okay? I've been a Washington fan my entire sporting life, uh, but I really want Washington to win this game at the Eagles on Tuesday night. This would be such a great win given the circumstances. A, the game's importance from a playoff standing standpoint. B, Washington's depleted nature due to the COVID-19 outbreak. But I also so want to stick it (laughs) to the Eagles players and fans who have been whining and crying and complaining about the postponement of this game. Like, just be quiet already. The NFL didn't change the rules. I explained this on Monday's show, episode 210. You know, Washington last season had a game postponed due to the Baltimore Ravens COVID-19 outbreak. Remember that? The game for Washington at the Pittsburgh Steelers last season was postponed to a Monday evening. The game created a short week for Washington prior to a trip out west, prior to a game against the San Francisco 49ers in Arizona. Do you know what happened? Washington won at the Steelers, and then Washington beat the 49ers in Arizona. Did Washington whine and cry and complain about that game at the Steelers being postponed? No. Did Washington whine and cry and complain about the postponed game at the Steelers creating a short week for Washington prior to a lengthy trip out west? No. Washington just won both games. Washington put its head down, went to work, and won both of those games. That's how you handle being inconvenienced by a change in the schedule. Well, we hope that you're not being inconvenienced by anything right now. We hope that all is well in your life, especially in this holiday season. But we know that it isn't always the case that all is well in life. Bad things do happen. And I want to tell you about a law firm that is ready to represent you if you've been wronged. Paulson and Nace. Paulson and Nace handles complex personal injury, medical negligence, and wrongful death cases. The services of Paulson and Nace are available in D.C., Maryland, and West Virginia. Paulson and Nace is a family law firm. The Naces are DMV through and through, big Washington football team fans. Paulson and Nace has decades of experience trying cases 
to jury verdicts and fighting for those injured through no fault of their own. Chris Nace is a past president of the D.C. Trial Lawyers. Matt Nace is a member of the board of the D.C. Trial Lawyers. I have known the Naces for 25 plus years. These are good people. These are smart people who are excellent at what they do. Paulson and Nace has recovered millions of dollars for the sick and injured. It's very simple. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. If you feel as if you've been wronged, if you have a complex personal injury, medical negligence, or wrongful death case, or you think that you may have one but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. You are obligated to nothing. You can call Paulson and Nace at 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. When you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Schedule a no-obligation appointment by calling 202-902-7611. Paulson and Nace, when tragedy happens, let their family take care of yours. All right, so a game that has been a week and a half in the making finally will take place on Tuesday night. The 6-7 and seven Washington football team at the 6-7 and seven Philadelphia Eagles Tuesday night at 7. The game on Friday postponed from the original day and time of Sunday afternoon at 1 due to the massive COVID-19 outbreak for Washington. This is a big game in the NFC playoff picture, the winner will be 7-7 seven and seven and alive and well in the NFC wildcard race. The loser will be 6-8 and eight in, in a rather difficult spot regarding winning an NFC wildcard. The biggest item for this game for Washington in terms of player availability remains Washington's quarterback situation. But we, as of very early Tuesday morning, still did not have word on the availability of Taylor Heineke and or Kyle Allen. Washington last Wednesday afternoon placed Kyle Allen on the reserve COVID-19 list. Washington this past Friday morning placed Taylor Heineke on the reserve COVID-19 list. Given the recent changes to the NFL's COVID-19 policy for this season, it remains possible that both Heineke and Allen are good to go for Tuesday night at the Eagles. But until Heineke and Allen are good to go, uh, Heineke and Allen are not good to go. Uh, The deadline for Heineke and Allen to test out of COVID-19 protocols and be available to play for Tuesday night at the Eagles is Tuesday afternoon at 4. So we may be spending much of the day on Tuesday constantly checking Twitter to see if Taylor Heineke and or Kyle Allen news has broken. And so for now, Garrett Gilbert is set to be Washington's starting quarterback. Washington this past Friday signed Garrett Gilbert off the New England Patriots practice squad as a corresponding roster move to placing Taylor Heineke on the reserve COVID-19 list. Gilbert was taken by the St. Louis Rams in the sixth round of the 2014 NFL Draft out of SMU. He spent time with the Carolina Panthers in the 2017 and 2018 season, so he has a familiarity with Ron Rivera and Scott Turner. But Garrett Gilbert in his NFL career has played in just seven regular season games and has made just one regular season start. You know, Tuesday night's game could end up being known as the Garrett Gilbert game for either a very good or a very bad reason. When a game is known by a player's name, that's due to one of two extremes. Either the player was spectacular or the player was horrendous. Like if I say to you, the Colt-McCoy game, you know of what I speak. One of the great wins in recent Washington history, the upset victory at the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football in October 2014. But if I say to you, 
the Mark Sanchez game, you know of what I speak. One of the uglier losses in recent Washington history, that hideous blowout loss to the New York Giants at FedEx Field in December 2018, and what ended up being Mark Sanchez's lone start as a Washington quarterback. So we on Monday did not have news on Washington's quarterback situation, but we did have news on a number of other fronts, and the news was very mixed. Uh, Let's start with this. Washington on Monday afternoon placed right guard Brandon Sheriff on the reserve COVID-19 list. So unless he somehow tests out of COVID-19 protocols quickly, Sheriff will be out for Tuesday night at the Eagles. Now, there was good news for Washington's offensive line on Monday. Washington on Monday afternoon activated right tackle Samuel Cosme off the reserve injured list. Uh, Cosme was on the reserve injured list from November 29th to December 20th uh, due to a hip injury that he suffered in the win at the Carolina Panthers in Week 11. Cosme in that game returned off having not played in the previous four games due to an ankle injury. So Cosme has missed a lot of time over these last few weeks, but he is said to be back on Tuesday night. That's great news. That is important news because Washington's top backup offensive tackle, Cornelius Lucas, is on the reserve COVID-19 list. Washington placed him on that last Wednesday afternoon. But back to Sheriff, uh, Washington on Tuesday night is set to be without a bunch of offensive linemen in Sheriff and Lucas and Chase Rulier and Tyler Larson and Wes Schweitzer. Rulier and Schweitzer are on the reserve injured list. Larson is on the reserve COVID-19 list. Washington placed him on that last Thursday. So Washington for Tuesday night at the Eagles, in theory, is looking at Keith Ismail as the team's starting center and Sadiq Charles as the team's starting right guard. There's also this with Brandon Sheriff. He on Tuesday night is poised to miss yet another game. Look, I'm not into shaming people for being on the reserve COVID-19 list. I'm certainly not doing that here with Sheriff, but this guy continues to miss so much time. Brandon Sheriff, if he doesn't play on Tuesday night, will have missed, you ready for this? 21 of a possible 62 regular season games since the start of the 2018 season. 21 out of 62. More than a third. The guy is constantly hurt, and now he's set to miss a game due to being on the reserve COVID-19 list. 21 out of 62. Brandon Sheriff is in the midst of playing on a second consecutive non-exclusive franchise tag tender. He this year is making $18.036 million. Sheriff wants top of the market money via a long-term contract. And yet Sheriff, if he doesn't play on Tuesday night, will have missed 21 of a possible 62 regular season games since the start of the 2018 season. Brandon Scherf. Yes, Commissioner Goodell. Brandon Scherf. Uh, But there was more good news for Washington on Monday. Washington on Monday afternoon activated Matt Ioannidis off the reserve COVID-19 list. So Washington for Tuesday night at the Eagles will have its top three interior defensive linemen in Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Matt Ioannidis. Uh, Tim Settle does remain on the reserve COVID-19 list. He was placed on that last Tuesday afternoon, December 14th, when Washington also placed corner Kendall Fuller on the reserve COVID-19 list. But there's also this. Washington on Monday afternoon activated edge defender Montez Sweat off the reserve injured list. Now, no surprise there, but that is further confirmation that Montez will be back 
on Tuesday night. Washington on Saturday morning activated Montez Sweat off the reserve COVID-19 list and designated him to return to practice off him having been on the reserve injured list. Remember what went down with Montez. Uh, Washington on December 8th placed Montez on the reserve COVID-19 list. He had been on the reserve injured list since November 13th due to the fractured jaw that he suffered in the loss at the Denver Broncos in week eight. It was on December 8th, the day on which Montez went on the reserve COVID-19 list, that it had been anticipated that he might return to practice. So Washington on Tuesday night will have all of its top edge defenders, you know, with Chase Young, of course, on the reserve injured list in Montez Sweat, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, and Daniel Wise. That Washington defensive line as a whole is in pretty good shape, all things considered, going into Tuesday night at the Eagles. However, we had more bad news for Washington on Monday. I told you that Monday was very much a mixed news day for Washington. So both receiver Curtis Samuel and running back J.D. McKissick are out for Tuesday night at the Eagles. Uh, Samuel and McKissick are out due to injury, not due to COVID-19. But Washington on Monday afternoon declared each guy as being out for Tuesday night. Uh, Samuel is dealing with a hamstring injury. So Tuesday night's game will mark the ninth time in 14 games this season that Samuel does not play for Washington. Curtis Samuel has played in just five games this season. He did not play in weeks one through three and then did not play in weeks six through 11, a five-game stretch due to his nagging groin injury. Curtis Samuel, over his mere five games this season, has six receptions for 27 yards on nine targets and four carries for 11 yards over a total, a total of 84 offensive snaps. I mean, it just has been a lost first season for Curtis Samuel with Washington. And we're starting to run out of time here in terms of him having any kind of an opportunity to make an impact in any way this season. Uh, As for McKissick, uh, he's dealing with what the team is calling a neck injury. McKissick has been inactive for each of Washington's last two games due to a concussion. The only other actual injury concern for Washington is tight end Ricky Seals-Jones. He is questionable due to illness, which uh, hopefully is not COVID-19. But speaking of COVID-19, Washington on Monday afternoon announced that a number of assistant coaches will not be available for the game at the Eagles on Tuesday night due to, yes, COVID-19 protocols. Uh, Among those assistants, defensive line coach Sam Mills, defensive backs coach Chris Harris, receivers coach Drew Terrell, and running backs coach Randy Jordan. Uh, Those are some key assistants right there for Washington. Now, should Washington be able to win a game without those assistants? Yes, but their absences are just another brick in the wall. That is all of these things that Washington is dealing with for this game. You can't overstate how like whacked out the circumstances for this game are for Washington. But there also is this. The Eagles on Monday placed backup offensive tackle Andre Dillard on the reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, This off the Eagles on Sunday having placed their starting left guard Landon Dickerson on the reserve COVID-19 list. You know, I wondered on Monday's show, episode 210, whether the Eagles off the Landon Dickerson news on Sunday might now have a COVID-19 situation of their own. I don't know that we can say that just yet, but the Eagles on Monday did place another key offensive lineman on the reserve COVID-19 list. The Eagles active roster players are fully healthy for Tuesday night's game 
against Washington. There are no official injury designations for the Eagles uh, for the game for Tuesday night in terms of active roster players, but the Eagles are set to be without two key offensive linemen. And up next, much more on the Eagles. We'll get an in-depth look at them with Eagles insider Chris Franklin of NJ.com as a special Washington football team pregame show installment of the Al Galdi podcast continues. Well, four games are left in the Washington football team's regular season as Washington contends for a playoff spot. We have the big game at the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday afternoon at 1, followed by a big game at the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football the night after Christmas, followed by Washington's final home game of the regular season, home to the Eagles, Sunday afternoon, January 2nd at 1. Do not exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find tickets to Washington football team games. That's because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only ticket site that you'll ever need as your go-to for NFL tickets. You see, TickPick got rid of all of those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge. This allows TickPick to guarantee the best prices on all of its NFL tickets. Don't believe this? Look, if you could find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. And so if you're looking to watch the Washington football team live, in person, down the stretch of the regular season, TickPick has you covered. Again, TickPick guarantees the best prices on all of its NFL tickets. No more of those ridiculous service fees. Visit TickPick.com slash Galdi right now to save $10 on your first order of Washington football team tickets. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash Galdi. That's TickPick.com slash Galdi. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, time now for a special guest who will tell us all that we need know about the Washington football team's opponent on Tuesday night, the Philadelphia Eagles. Very pleased to welcome to the Al Galdi podcast, Eagles insider Chris Franklin of NJ.com. You can follow Chris on Twitter at C Franklin News. Chris, it's nice to talk to you. How are you? Hey, doing great, Al. Thanks for having me on, man. Looking forward to talking to the Eagles with you. Appreciate you coming on very much. So there has been a lot going on with this game, obviously. Uh, Let's start at quarterback with the Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been dealing with an ankle injury, did not play 
in the Eagles last game, but he has been practicing. Is it safe to say that Hertz will be the Eagles starting quarterback on Tuesday night? If I had to put a if I had to put a betting line, I'd probably say he would be the guy. I think it's like a if anything probably a sixty percent chance. He he's been a full participant in the, in the walkthroughs and that they've had since uh since the game's been rescheduled. So I think it'll be safe to say that to put him in there. It's gonna be interesting to see how well he actually responds because not only is he dealing with an ankle injury, he's coming off a performance where he threw three interceptions against the Giants. So he's got a lot to deal with right now. But uh, I'd say if, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say he'd be the one who's under center on Tuesday. Yeah, where are the Eagles right now with Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback? Like, to what extent is he the guy beyond this season? Well, I think uh, there's if you go by the Eagles, they'll say they'll still evaluate and they want to give him every opportunity to prove that he's the guy next season. But you know, we've all heard the rumors about Deshaun, starting with Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson's name's been floated out there now. I think overall, I think he's played well enough to at least earn being that conversation for next year. It's a matter of just hoping that's for Jalen Hurts' sake, hoping that no other quarterback becomes available because the Eagles now have those three first round picks and they could potentially be used to as a trade bait. So I think uh, overall, I think the Eagles were happy with his leadership. He's improved with his accuracy. He's definitely improved from that 52% that he showed in the final four games from last year. But I think he's, he's shown other traits and elements that he can be at least the quarterback for the next season. To be the franchise guy from here on out, that's still to be determined. You just sort of hit on this, but Jalen Hurts, the passer. We know that he's great as a runner, but how would you evaluate Jalen Hurts as a passer? Well, it's getting better. He's not still, I, I still wouldn't put him in a mound like the top 10, top 12 guys or the quarterbacks, the guys you say, hey, you know what, this ball's, he can make all the throws. His footwork's gotten a lot better. I think that was one reason why he was having some accuracy issues because he wasn't properly setting his feet down. He wasn't moving around. But he, and, and I think the thing is, he's starting to know that you've seen flashes where he starts to put some touch on the ball. He's able to arc it into certain areas. But then you see it where he'll run and then he'll miss miss some guys too. I think another option, another thing as well too is he's he's a little late to when it comes to some of his reads too. So he holds the ball hoping that somebody gets a little bit more open. And then by the time that you know in the NFL it's a little tough windows open and close real quickly. So I think those are some of the things that he still has uh, he needs to work on and he's trending in the right direction of those. We're talking Washington at Philadelphia with Eagles insider Chris Franklin of NJ.com. So the Eagles have one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL. Jalen Hurts obviously is a big reason for that, but so too is this collection of running backs that includes Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard and Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Howard is expected back on Tuesday night of having missed the Eagles' previous two games due to a knee injury, but who would you say is the best running back on the Eagles? Ooh, that's oh, that's tough. I'll probably say right now, I think for what they do, Miles Sanders is still the best guy he has because I think he's your home run hitter. Because with his change of direction and, and his ability to catch the ball to the backfield, I think he's the best complete overall. But I think Jordan Howard does is probably like a 1B. I think when you look at his North style running style, it fits what this offensive line does as well as well too. I mean, he, he doesn't dance around the holes and that's why I think if anything, I think that's what Miles Sanders is starting to see a little bit more. And that's why he played a little bit better against the, against the Jets was because he was big. He did dance around the backfield. He just saw the whole put one foot in the ground and just went from there. So I think I still think Miles Sanders is still a very viable, very dangerous back who can make a lot of plays. But Jordan Howard thinks that good change of pace that can provide that power up right between the tackles and, and make things difficult for opposing defenses. 
The Eagles rookie receiver, uh, Devontae Smith. Many Washington fans feared what Devontae Smith could be for the Eagles when they took him with the number 10 pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Uh, has he, in fact, been as good as expected? Yeah, I, I, I think there's a little things. I, I mean, we all look at the, uh, the tape we saw him in, El- in Alabama. You're looking like, okay, you see some positive things. I didn't expect him to be as good of a block. I know you don't want to, as a wide receiver, you don't really hear I, I didn't expect him to be as good of a blocker as he is in a run game, which helps. But when it comes to his, uh, when it comes to running his routes, it's so persist and so precise in the way he's fluid when he moves his hips in and out. And I thought that the way he runs routes is what you see in like, in, in some veteran receivers in like two or three years down the line. So I think he's well advanced there. He's been, he's basically, he's gotten the most targets from his team. He's the team's best receiver. And you, in a way, you kind of wish he got more targets because of what he can do after the catch and his running ability. But overall, I thought it's been a pleasant surprise and he's, he's exceeded expectations, in my opinion. Overall, how has the Eagles' pass catching core been this season, the receivers and tight ends as a whole? Oh, I think there's still, it's more desired. Between Smith and Goddard, they need to find a third option. They really truly do because right now what teams are starting to do is they're starting to either shade a safety over toward Devonta Smith's side and then either bra- and most likely bracketing Dallas Goddard, a tight end. So now they basically took two best options away and they haven't been able to develop that third option. They, the team hoped Jalen Rager, their 2022 first-round draft pick, would be that guy, but he's just had a lot of issues. He's had trouble when it comes to catching the ball. I mean, that Giants game, he had two drops in that final drive, and if, if he, made, he makes that catch at the end of the game, we're talking about a whole different scenario right now. So between him, Quez Watkins, who was on the reserve COVID list, but now he's back, he's, he's in my opinion, he's been the better receiver out of the team. He was a six-round draft pick, but there's still some elements to his Game against the work, so it's it's a work in progress. They really do need to find a third guy to to, to basically help supplement uh, Smith and Goddard. Uh, the Eagles' defense mixed this season. What has gone well for the Eagles' defense this season? What has not gone well for the Eagles' defense this season? <laughs> when it comes to defense, when they're aggressive, they do well, and I think it starts at the top when it comes to defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. At times, when you see the, the basically the easy formula to beat the Eagles' defense is to get the ball out quickly, out of the hands quickly, to not allow that pass rush to get there and attack the linebackers in the flat areas. I mean, when you look at what the teams have been doing so far and had their success when it comes to Justin Herbert, when it comes to uh, the, when it came to the Patrick Mahomes and everybody, they were able to get the ball out quickly and, and attack that area. So that's the biggest concern for me when you look at the defense. But when they actually get going, that defensive line gets the time, basically gets that time to get a pass rush or a guy then calls up a blitz, especially when he uses a bunch of Maddox off the corner, they, they do really well. They, they shorten that clock for the quarterbacks and it puts them in the more positions to get uh, turnovers. And Darius Slay, he's played very well at the cornerback position. And he's basically, like in, in, in a way, kind of split the field in half. It's just a matter of seeing if Steve Nelson and Devontae Maddox are able to pick up the slack. But overall, the, the Eagles have to find a way to counteract the, the quick passes. If not, they can be, they can be torn up. Of course, a guy on the Eagles defense this season is a guy who we know well in Washington, Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, I know that it has not been a great 2021 season for Ryan Kerrigan with the Eagles. What do you make of what has gone on with Kerrigan this season? It is a, to, to, be, to be honest, I was just a little surprised when he signed with the Eagles. I thought when you look at what the team was trying to do, they're trying to develop a lot of the young talent and they wanted to basically see what they had before they made more pieces, veteran pieces around there. So the signing was a little, a little curious with the signing when they first did it. And then 
it seemed like he had to, he had a couple injuries during training camp, and he look, he's trying to fight his way through. And it, you're, you're right, statistically, he's not had a good season at all. And I think it's more of a leadership thing with there, trying to help some of these young guys around. But when it comes to the run game, he, he's basically he's basically become a guy who helps set the edge at left at, at the left defensive end spot. But when it comes to pass rush, he's getting some rushes lately in the last few games, but nothing to be a uh, that impact type pass rusher like he was a few years ago when he was with Washington. So uh, has he lost a step? Is, is he the same Ryan character that we saw two, three, four years ago? No, he's not. Is he serviceable enough to help in a run game? Yeah, but it's. I think the Eagles were hoping they would get more when they signed him. Eagles have a first year and first time NFL head coach in Nick Sirianni. Uh, he was the Indianapolis Colts offensive coordinator for three seasons. How would you say that Sirianni is doing, and what has stood out to you about Sirianni? I think the uh, he's he's gotten better as the season progressed. I mean, especially when you when you're the first time wearing a headset and you're the guy, you got the red challenge flag in your pocket. Everybody looks to you to lead them. It's a lot, and it takes an adjustment to do that, especially if you went, especially you're calling plays for the first time as well, too. And I thought he's gotten better as the season progressed. I mean. The team overall, I mean, I, did, I had him coming in with seven wins, finishing with seven wins this season. Overall, he's basically got them in position to finish with eight, nine wins and potentially a playoff spot. So I thought he's grown into the position and done a lot better. I think the one thing that I think that surprised me with what he's done so well is he was able to get buy-in from his whole entire team, including the veterans. I mean, especially early on when everything was going on with COVID in the, in the spring in the spring practices, he was able to work something out with the veterans, and and you didn't see a lot. You didn't see a lot of coaches doing that. He found a way to hey, they agreed on the schedule, they made some compromises, and then for their own, the veterans had buy in. The rookies believed in him, and he's got them playing basically, basically believing into his uh, philosophy, and he's doing a good job so far for his first season. And the big thing is he's been able to adapt to what basically teams have been doing against him and, and the game plans as well too. So he's showing he's showing basically. He's got the ability to be open to other ideas. So I thought that that's a big thing, especially when it comes to coaches. But overall, it's getting better as the season goes along. Washington at Philadelphia on Tuesday night is a big game, obviously, from an NFC playoff standpoint. I mean, neither team is a great team. I think we would agree on that. But when you look at this Eagles team, does it strike you as a playoff team? I think that if I probably would say they were, because when you look at the successful playoff teams, the things they they have the ability to do is run the ball very well when it comes to those cold weather games and play well and play okay enough defense. See the frustrating even when I spoke badly about the Eagles defense beforehand, that's a frustrating thing. You see elements there, and there there are, there's a potential they could finish in the top ten overall when it comes to defensive yards allowed, which is crazy when you think about it. So when you look at those elements overall, I think they have enough to be a playoff team in this in the milk toast watered down NFC that we're seeing right now. Which is crazy, but it, it, you're seeing. I think they're in the same similar position. I think we you say the same things when it comes to Washington. I think you say things when it comes to Minnesota too. So this is what's going to make. I think the NFL wants this, especially with all the parity. And when you look at everything, it's going to be surely be a very, very interesting uh, final four game stretch here. Yeah, no doubt. Eagles insider Chris Franklin of NJ.com. You can follow him on Twitter at C Franklin News. Chris, really enjoyed it, man. Thank you so much. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. And now it is the time to rhyme. It is time for Rhyming Keys, as I will rhyme the path to victory for the Washington football team in its game 
at the Philadelphia Eagles Tuesday night at 7. Now, as you likely know by now, uh, these rhymes, they are not meant to be good. Uh, They are simply meant to make a few points. And in fact, I have a saying for this segment. The worse the rhyme, the better the time. And so here we go. Rhyming keys for Washington at Philadelphia. How does Washington win this game? What sets up to be one of the most unique games in Washington history. Let us rhyme the ways for Washington to pull off the victory. Rhyming key number one. This is for whoever is Washington's starting quarterback, whoever makes up Washington's offensive line, and Scott Turner. Throw quick and sustain blocks on Sweat, Barnett, Hargrave, and Cox. Washington, in its loss to the Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field in Week 14, got ravaged by the Cowboys' pass rush. Taylor Heineke did not handle the pressure well enough. Washington's blocking of the pressure was not close to being good enough. And Scott Turner did not do a good enough job of scheming out of the pressure. The failure was a collective failure for the Washington football team. Washington, in that game, allowed the Cowboys to total five sacks, including two sack strips and nine quarterback hits. It is true that the Eagles' overall pass rush this season statistically has not been great, but it also is true that the Eagles are very talented along their defensive line with edge defenders Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett and interior defensive linemen Javad Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. And it also is true that Washington is, at least as of early Tuesday morning, extremely depleted at quarterback and extremely depleted along the offensive line. As we heard from Eagles insider Chris Franklin of NJ.com during my conversation with him last segment, quick game has been a means of getting to this Eagles defense this season. That, to me, will be of utmost importance on Tuesday night, given the state of Washington's offensive line. Get rid of the football quickly. Allow the quarterback, especially if the quarterback is Garrett Gilbert, to get into rhythm and hope that your playmakers make plays. Washington, in Week 14, got wrecked by the Cowboys' pass rush. Washington, in Week 15, cannot get wrecked by the Eagles' pass rush. And so rhyming key number one, this is for whoever is Washington's starting quarterback, whoever makes up Washington's offensive line, and Scott Turner. Throw quick and sustain blocks on Sweat, Barnett, Hargrave, and Cox. Rhyming key number two for Washington at Philadelphia. This is for Washington's defense. Your great run defense mustn't shrink in this big game at the link. You know, something that Washington's defense has done well throughout this season, even during the defense's oh-so-bad first eight games of the season, is stop the run. Washington through week 14 was number seven in the NFL in run defense for football outsiders DVOA metric. Well, the Eagles uh, may just have the best rushing offense in the NFL. The Eagles through week 14 were number three in the NFL in rushing offense per DVOA. The Eagles, as we speak, are number one in the NFL in rushing yards per game at 160 and are number two in the NFL in yards per carry at 5.05. A lot of guys have been a part of this. Quarterback Jalen Hurts, 
running back Miles Sanders, running back Jordan Howard, running back Boston Scott, running back Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Howard is expected back on Tuesday night off having missed the Eagles' previous two games due to a knee injury. Assuming that Jalen Hurts is the Eagles' starting quarterback off having missed their last game, a win at the New York Jets in Week 13 due to an ankle injury, stopping the run has never been more important for Washington in a game this season than stopping the run is for Washington in this game at Lincoln Financial Field. Jalen Hurts is not a great passer. You make him one-dimensional, you can have success against him. Hurts this season over 12 games has just 13 touchdown passes versus eight interceptions, a yards per pass attempt of just 6.94, and a completion percentage of just 60.1. Washington's defensive line for this game will feature Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, Montez Sweat, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, and Daniel Wise. So Washington's defensive line should be good enough to stop the run. I am not one of these people who blindly subscribes to the idea that, you know, every NFL victory begins with stopping the run. Stopping the run is nice. Stopping the pass is better. However, In this game against this opponent, stopping the run is a big deal. And so rhyming key number two, this is for Washington's defense. Your great run defense mustn't shrink in this big game at the link. And rhyming key number three for Washington at Philadelphia. This is for both Washington's secondary and Terry McLaurin. Have your way with Devontae and slay. Two big items for Washington at Philly on Tuesday night are how Washington's secondary without Kendall Fuller does against Devontae Smith and how Terry McLaurin does against Darius Slay. Kendall Fuller has been playing really well lately, but Washington last Tuesday afternoon placed Fuller on the reserve COVID-19 list. The belief is that Fuller has not been vaccinated for COVID-19, so he is out for this game at the Eagles, who have a rookie receiver in Devontae Smith, who is a stud. Devontae Smith at Alabama won the Heisman Trophy for the 2020 season, becoming the first receiver to win the award since Michigan's Desmond Howard in 1991. Washington took Desmond Howard with the number four overall pick in the 1992 NFL Draft. The Eagles took Devontae Smith with the number 10 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. He, this season, over 13 games, has 50 receptions for 701 yards and four touchdowns on 82 targets. Will the likes of William Jackson III and Danny Johnson be up to the task of covering Devontae Smith? And then there's Terry McLaurin versus Darius Slay. They have battled before, uh, including quite memorably in Washington's win over the Detroit Lions at FedEx Field in Week 12 of the 2019 season. Terry should be good to go for Tuesday night off fears that he suffered a concussion in the loss to the Cowboys at FedEx Field in Week 14. But Terry in that game had no receptions on three targets. Darius Slay, on the other hand, has been on fire. Darius Slay, through week 14 over the previous five weeks, had the highest coverage grade for pro football focus among all NFL corners, each with at least 100 coverage snaps during that span. Uh, Slay's coverage grade during that stretch was 91. PFF grades were on a scale of 0 to 100. Washington's Kendall Fullerless secondary versus Devontae Smith, Terry McLaurin versus Darius Slay, two big matchups 
for Tuesday night. Rhyming key, number three, have your way with Devante and Slay. All right, it is prediction time. The line for Washington at Philadelphia per win bet as a very early Tuesday morning is Washington plus six and a half. Uh, the line for this game, by the way, has been all over the place due to Washington's COVID-19 outbreak. This would be such a great win for Washington, given the big nature of the game from a playoff standpoint, with each team being six and seven, given the many key players who are poised to be out for this game for Washington. Of course, Washington could get smashed in this game, but I don't see that happening. I don't know why. But I have had an eerily calm, eerily confident feeling about this game throughout all of Washington's COVID-19 stuff. Maybe it's me trusting in Ron Rivera. Maybe it's me just like being in denial. I don't know. But give me Washington plus the points. Final score, Washington 17, Eagles 15. Yes, we are back to that oh-so-familiar score of Washington 17, the opponent 15, and we will be celebrating on Wednesday's installment of the podcast. All right, that will do it for you and me for now. Get the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Wednesday show, episode 212, will be a Washington football team post-game show installment of the pod off whatever happens in Washington's game at the Philadelphia Eagles on Tuesday night. I will have for you in-depth reaction and analysis, the likes of which you do not get anywhere else, all out very early Wednesday morning. Uh, also on the show, I'll post-game Tuesday night's game for the Capitals. The Caps will be at the Philadelphia Flyers Tuesday night at 7 as both the Washington football team and the Washington hockey team have games in Philadelphia on Tuesday night at 7. The Wizards were supposed to play on Tuesday night too. We're supposed to be at the Eastern Conference leading Brooklyn Nets Tuesday night at 7.30, but that game got postponed due to a Nets COVID-19 outbreak. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. It means you're close. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.